Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life, get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I have been stopping dying. That was what is the treatment plan for stopping dying? Is that like an axis? Like, is no. that uh, where does that play out in the treatment plan? Don't die. Where is uh, that's that? just it, where, it's a verbal, is that on there? It's a verbal command that I give. Oh, Dave. Really? Yeah, what do you give if somebody doesn't adhere to it? Do they get a verbal warning at first or a written warning or what happens? If they it, do no, die? but um, but we're referring to the treatment plan that Chuck and I were talking about beforehand. What a bummer being a counselor is because 50% of your time at least is taken up documenting shit. No one is ever, ever, ever going to read just because that's the discouraging thing about. You you know what I wish we could do. And I had this thought today is I want to get a hold of someone who's like from health net MHN or blue cross blue shield who used to work like uh, on the other end of the URs so that we could know what they actually read so that well, I can actually spend no, my time. Skim it. I know because my friend Nancy Sparks worked for both. And what they do is they skim it for mistakes so they can deny the care. Oh, they look at dates, right? If you get dates wrong, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? They yeah, look yeah. and see if the treatment plan is the same from, from March 1st as it is on March 10th. And right, then if right. it is, then if it's exactly because people used to just copy and paste, right? Or just do the right, same right. things just to fill in the paperwork. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> right. it's a crazy but, drug treatment is a world like no other world. It really is. It's not a hospital. It's not really technically medical, but it's been, you know, but they medical, play it like medicalized. Yeah, they medicalized. There is a lot of abbreviations. I don't know. There's a lot of abbreviations, a lot of lot of hipster language, insider yeah. in, insider <laughs> language. <laughs> and yeah, all Chuck it is, really loves to use those those abbreviations. I well, I, I, well, I use them every get, day. You get addicted to them. They're, they're that's what that's how everybody talks to each other in the rehab. And yeah. what what I try to do is destigmatize it all. What we're trying to do is take really spoiled, selfish, indulgent children, adult children who are ad- who are addicted to drugs and trying to help them grow up and take responsibility and stop taking drugs and try to become a productive member of society. And that's all it is. And you can abbreviate it. You can make all this medically managed care and all this bullshit nonsense that the insurance companies want and that the rehabs want because they want to charge more money. You know, the new thing now is psych. Psych is the same thing. It's a bunch of spoiled, like you you got any, all these things that are in the DSM in America, you think you got them in Ethiopia? You got, you think you got them in the Ukraine (laughs) right now? You think there's, there's a lot of people suffering from a lack of nurturing in the Ukraine right now? Uh, I mean, yeah. just it's all oh, just shit. fucking. That's it's horrible. all just American indulgent nonsense. 
Yeah, right? and, and, and that's what we spend our time doing for the most so, part. So I tested something. The guy who invented all this nurturing stuff, by the way, was an idiot. I won't get into it, <laughs> but he, he was. was I, he was my client. He was my client, Chuck. No. <laughs> oh, you have no idea who, who created this codependent nurturing baby bullshit the guy is like a really i, I don't want to get into it he's just you got to take my word for it the guy is not somebody anybody should be following about anything he's an academic i'm loving this he's an <laughs> academic he's an academic who did not practice anything he's talking about in his own life sound familiar sound like every politician in america yeah. but but, but let, let me tell you this so this morning, Sydney's had a bad cold and I took her to Justin Bieber last night and it got worse somehow. It's probably COVID, but who cares? We don't even have any tests any left anymore. So, so she was too sick. She was coughing this morning and she was too sick to go to school. Oh, here she is now. You're feeling better now, right? Because of the medicine, right? Oh my God, you did imperfect. That is my favorite guy, Two-Face. She just drew Two-Face. I'm doing a podcast, oh. Sid. I was talking about how you didn't want to take the medicine. And then when you did, you felt so much better. Correct. Yeah. I hold she's that nodding. Up. Hold that did up. You did you inject her with no, bleach? Just tell her to hold <laughs> yeah. that up right up to the show. Show the picture to the camera, Sid. There so the, it is. Two I'll face. I'll take a picture of it. There's then... two face. Can you see it? Oh, oh is that like yeah. on Batman or something? Two face. What? Is that on Batman? Batman. Batman. Yeah. Two face. Yeah. Yeah. Batman's all the rage. Mike, uh, there's a new movie out. If you didn't notice, well, yeah, really? they're not getting it in Russia. Oh, That's okay. how we're so punishing Michael, them. Michael, know this better. Yes, Batman, Mike, Batman. <laughs> oh, oh my She's goodness a good gracious! Tell and, her that is a fabulous. And man. she went to Justin Bieber last night. It was quite a to do. She can't what? hear us. She can't hear us, Bob. So be sure and tell her that we thought that was amazing. Oh yeah, they're loving it. They're loving it. They're in my earpiece. I forgot you can't hear it. Okay, I'll be in there in a little while. I'll finish up. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I love you. Okay, so so, so and there she is. The this the. the 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 child who was uh, you know a new parenting style was started this morning future so, of america so the future of america and not not never going to be a victim i don't think so this morning i hope i hope i'm doing the right thing and but this morning she wouldn't take the medicine and she was gagging doing all that stuff and pushing her head away and it, that's my I favorite taste, <laughs> i tasted it and usually, you know, when you taste medicine, you go, and it's horrible. And you go, see, it's not that bad. <laughs> this, this, totally was, this was not that bad. But I think kids have been lied to for so long. They're like, yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Right? Yeah. So and she's not trusting the messenger on that one. It was, it was kids' Dayquil with honey flavor. And it really, literally didn't have a bad aftertaste. It was fine. So I'm That's trying what to I had for lunch. She won't, she won't give it. She starts crying. <laughs> she starts throwing a fit, right? And... I just, I just got very firm with her. I said, Sydney, we're either going to go back to the hospital and wait for eight hours with people all covered in masks and garments and gloves that you were scared of, or you're going to take this medicine to get to relieve your symptoms, feel better, so you, and you're going to rest today so your body can heal. And she's just having none of it, none of that perfect parenting from silver lake was working chuck <laughs> and so what i did was i said sydney i want you to understand right now there are five-year-old children 
who are walking with their grandmas and mothers a hundred oh, miles no, across the Ukraine to get the fuck out of a war zone. And they're hoping to get to, you know, Poland or get on a train or get the fuck out of there. And they're freezing and they don't have their toys and they have a suitcase clothes a suitcase full of clothes and bombs are going off all around and them. their dads so you are, are staying taking, behind a fight yes and you are taking this medicine because we're so fortunate <laughs> and lucky in this country it's true chuck it's true i uh, i, I know it, but it's I ridiculous know how we raise children in this country it's yeah. ridiculous I, my dad i you know my grandpa died when i was five eight years old I went to the funeral. I saw the open casket. This shielding of children is making our clients for us, Chuck. Oh, I, I, how long, trust me. How, how long yeah. do you protect children? We're all great. The liberal agenda is all great about talking about sex all the time and transgender. So, so Sydney can know what a transgender person is at five years old, but she can't know that there's war. Think about oh. what you just thought, Chuck, and why you laughed the way you did. Oh, it's I know madness. why I laughed the way it's I did. Because at that age, I didn't understand the whole implication of it. But the idea that we shield them from that, we, we put on the TV in the morning and I have bug watch because that goes straight back to my mom's grandfather was a czarist and had to leave Ukraine because they killed people when a new political yes, party were, took over. Not, I wish more liberals knew how wonderful the history of Ukraine is. <laughs> so, so it's like, so they were, they were czarists. So they had to leave because my mom, my mom goes, cause she retold the story because of what's happening now. And she goes, he went into the tailor to get some clothes mended and heard of the unrest and that people were being killed, especially the czarists because the new, it's like a, a lion, uh, like a lion dad, when he takes over a harem, he kills all the, the, the little cats that aren't his, you know, so that's what they were doing. So they they got on a boat into the Black Sea and they ended up in Michigan and Pennsylvania with a whole lot of other Ukrainians. And so this is this is nothing new. And they, they escaped with uh, very little, which is what I'm seeing on the news now. And so I can tell Bug, this is what grandma's grandpa went through. Well, and this well, is what she was talking about. Yeah, but all the children that are shielded end up just complete failures in, in society. And 100%. all the children and all the children that came from these horrific backgrounds. I was talking to this musician called The Weeknd. I don't know if you know who he is. The, yes. the Weeknd and his manager. And the manager, the manager told this story of like being 16 years old and getting in a boat and it was dark and going across the Mediterranean from, from Syria or Lebanon or, or some, and just going wherever you could go in the dark at night, 16 years old, to make a whole way for himself. He went to Greece. He was there for like three months. They said, you want to go to Canada? He was like, fuck yeah, I'll go to Canada. Yeah. He was 16. <laughs> he was 16 years old. We don't allow 30-year-olds in this country to even wipe their own butts yeah i'm serious no no i and you know that our uh the idea of trying to hang on to people that that want to leave treatment is uh is tiring and we've been doing a lot less of it because it's not effective when yeah, you talk but by to somebody there to us they are so brainwashed to believing they are the center of the universe and that nothing bad ever happens and like in a day, how many shitty things happen? Like probably three to me today. I got my ticket in the mail, $490. That's how my day started off. Wait, wait I, when was that? 
Oh, I ran a red light because there was too much traffic on the left getting in the left turn lane. So I was forced, Chuck, to run the red light <laughs> I like to get in front of them, to get in front of them, to get on the freeway. Is anybody <laughs> clear about how this works? So there's a long line. <laughs> yeah, let me explain it. <laughs> it was for so <laughs> ridiculous to get a ticket for this because anyone in their right mind would do this. We're, I was late somewhere. There was a light. And then there's the light turning left to go onto the freeway. And mm -hmm. at the light, it was clogged so bad, you're not even going to make it through the light to get to the next light to turn left, right? So what okay. do you do in an instance like that? You go in the far right lane where there's nobody. And as there's nobody coming and the left turners go and there's no one else coming and it's a little yellowish and it's not yet green on your <laughs> side, you go so that not to bother all the people behind you, and you get in first in line at the left turn lane. This is a standard. Uh, it's taught by every parent or father in America, right? This is how right. I was taught. If there's too it's much traffic on the left, go around the right. That was how I was taught. I wasn't okay. taught go through the red light to get to the front, but that I added that myself when I was about 21 or 22. And you got away with it a lot of times. I got away with it. Probably, I literally, and that's what Chrissy said. She goes, how many times have you done that? And I was like, at least wow. 200 times. So there's one time. It was $2 or light. It was well worth it. was $2 a time. Exactly. Well worth it. <laughs> so, so anyways, I started my day. I didn't pick up the mail yesterday because I was, was so running around. I forgot to pick up the mail because it's down the road and you have to have a lockbox and everything. So I got the mail as I was leaving this morning. First thing I get, $490 ticket due by May nice. 5th, May, May 3rd. And here's the thing. And I kept reading it sitting in the car, which made me later to where I was going this morning <laughs> because yeah. I couldn't figure out where, what traffic court, how long it is. So I was reading all the paperwork that came in the thing. You can sign up for the traffic court. You have to pay a 64 extra dollars. So that would be 554, Chuck, but it won't go on your health right. insurance. That'll, you'll so, save that on insurance, right. But I'm trying to measure what my time is worth. And so I want to know how many hours of, of the traffic school there is, because if my car insurance Eight. goes up, say, $50 a month, which is $600 a year, and my time and it and the if the traffic court is 20 hours i'm not doing it if it's like 10 i would it, do it i think it's eight the last time eight. i did it it was eight. eight but go in person don't do it online so, when i did it online it was a son of a bitch because i got caught running red lights too but it was for fun oh oh the guy that tells it that <laughs> i was wrong Mike, no 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 that? no i I was, bored. Yeah. I was no. bored a little bit. I was like 13 <laughs> years sober and I started running red lights for when they made sense. So not then like, what? Yes, this makes sense. That's right. what I'm trying to say. You're, you're not going to get on the freeway for seven minutes or you're going to get on the freeway in two minutes. Well, Which do you like, choose? I didn't like being delayed. So if the light was red <laughs> and I could go. I just did. And the rush was something, man. I, you get through the light, you're checking your side and rear. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it was kind of a rush. And then like 10, 15 lights later, they got me and I acted like they, they caught the world's biggest criminal. I was like, you got me. You got me, bro. <laughs> I'm, oh, my I, God. But it, it was, it, I don't it, do it, it anymore because it was yeah, fun. I, it was I, fun but. I haven't done it since the ticket. That was on uh, January 4th. So I but haven't I, done it in two months. 
But so the thing I learned was on uh, the online class, I thought this will beat going down and sitting at the courthouse for eight hours. I'll do it online. I'll do it at home. But they timed out the pages and they called. And well, you I was going to have, wait, 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 wait. I was going to have Elvis do it. I was going to pay Elvis 50 bucks to do it. So then I'm up to 604. Well, Is that what? worth it? it your, your insurance may not even go up, but it's the points. Like Because I'm you, so old? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm so old? They no, can't believe but, I'm still driving, Chuck? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. No, no. It will go up. But the idea, but the idea is if you get so many points in a short period of time, like what if you're out in the RV and you do something dumb? Now all of a sudden you've got four or five points and they decide they want to retest you every four years because they, they think you're failing as a driver. Or, you're senile, because you're senile. Yeah. So does Joe like, Biden does Joe Biden have a driver's license? I would hope not. <laughs> I would hope not. I, he shouldn't have a walking license. We know, we, know, <laughs> we, know, we know that Trump has that. He's on the spectrum, so he's probably never had a driver's license ever. I'll bet you Donald Trump doesn't know how to drive a car. That would be I, like that. That's probably I, correct. I, I would, would believe that. Yeah. So, so anyway, so, so I tell Sid, like, there's, there's, there's war right now in a country called the Ukraine with Russia, and children are having a walk to get out of there to get out of the war she knows what war is she she you know kids are more sophisticated than we give them credit for and she said there's one country trying to fight another country and i said yeah and yep. if you live in the other country when the what other when the country that's fighting you has a bunch of bombs you have to get out of there and she goes has there ever been that here and i said ironically <laughs> the only time there's been a war here was between each other. We actually yeah. tried to kill each other. Yeah. This yeah. led to an amazing conversation with my mother-in-law, who's from Iran, and my daughter about war. And this is what parents wow. are scared of by not talking about it. So Sydney was like, wait a minute. There was a war of um, United States of America against the United States of America. And I said, yeah, can you fucking believe it? And she was like, what was it <laughs> yeah. about? And I said, it was about racism and slavery and that, you know, and she knows what that is. And she was like, who was fighting for which? And I said, the North was fighting to abolish slavery where people owned people. And she said, did they win? And I said, well, of course. Yep. <laughs> right? um, you know, that was a perfect opportunity to explain Claremont and Montclair, how they were one <laughs> one solid unit at one point, and then they decided to split and switch the names around. Yeah, like yeah. Czech, Czech and Slovakia. Yeah. So, so, but I really, I, you know, I'm, I'm joking about it, but I really think we are shield, shielding children. There's a way to talk about war with children. That's not the blood and guts of it or the politics of it. Just that simple. And the look on her face when I said the only war fought here was against each other. The yeah. eyes of a child, my friend, how stupid human beings are. Well, that's because they don't call conquering America and killing a bunch of Indians a war. Oh my God! I forgot about that. Ah, I forgot. Move, I oh guess they God, just call that at, moving in or something. <laughs> <laughs> look at my white privilege showing. <laughs> well, I, I was going to bring it up, but I knew Mike would do it. So, <laughs> but, but, um, but wow, yeah. So no, so it's a big it, deal. And you know what? The cool thing is, is there's a lot of you can show 
because of the pictures that are coming out, because there's so many people taking pictures, it's not just propaganda. There's so many different angles where you can see this was where people were living and this is where they worked and this is what happened and this is what it looks like when a bomb hits it in real life. And this is these are the little kids that are doing the walk and these are the people that are in the cars and this is what it looks like when people are panicked and they're, they've, they're carrying a little dog under one arm and one bag under the other and they don't know where they're going. So and they I don't was, know how I, long I they're going to be gone. Well, I've been talking to a lot of my MSNBC friends. So I have two groups of friends, Chuck. Those that listen, well, three groups actually. One group, majority group, I would say 75% of my friends are MSNBC devotees. Nah, but maybe 65%. So two-thirds of my friends are MSNBC devotees. And then about 20% are my Fox uh, devotees. And then there's the like 13% that's like me and a couple friends that that uh, you're involved in that check that are that adhere to ne neither network, right? We're on no team. We're the we're the we're not even the purple team because the purple team chooses red or blue. That the most fascinating thing to me is soccer moms in Virginia that voted for Obama two terms and then voted for Trump. I just like I, I don't even know how to I don't even know how to comprehend that. But right. um but I, I would say I'm neutral. I stand apart, right? But the MSNBC crowd is the most upset about this war, right? And they keep going on and on, the children and the bombs and the, what you just said, right? And I say, you know, it's so interesting. There was this country, I don't know where it is, it's somewhere in North America, that bombed the shit out of a sovereign nation and killed 2 million of its citizens, just like about 15, 20 years ago. And we didn't see a, beep, a, a peep of it on TV. You know what I mean? The Iraq war was not on TV. All the all the the people fleeing Iraq, you didn't see on MSNBC. You didn't see right. what you're seeing about the Ukraine on MSNBC. You didn't see the kids blown to bits and dead in the snow like you are in the Ukraine. Right? You didn't well, see did, that. Yeah, it didn't fit the narrative. They were selling it's, a narrative. So it's like this this one's probably the most honest because of the because of technology you got another batman picture let's see Sid's uh -oh. on an art what in the heck is that oh it's a batmobile oh my god it looks like a de kooning batmobile that is badass right oh. there that oh. is black was all run out oh really black ran out you ran out of black crayon uh, you know dark blue works good but dark blue mike says works good try dark yep. blue over top of the black see what it looks like so um batman is all the rage around here i don't know is batman hits your house chuck it's a big well, deal this <clears throat> the batman there's a new movie out called the batman which has inspired right. all media all batman all the time what okay tired of drawing okay why don't you watch a little wolfie and then i'll come in there and put you to sleep okay, okay. yeah wolf, you know wolf, it, has, wolf. it has it hasn't caught on uh, here yet, but I'm sure it will. The stuff that's really action-oriented, Bug doesn't have a whole lot of interest. Yeah, I don't yeah. think, she doesn't like action, but she, she does pay attention to the pushes that come to through YouTube. I guarantee you that. Uh, Are you hearing you know the same I mean? thing I'm hearing, that the movie's pretty bad? Um, I'm sure it is. I think, I think most of them are. The only movie... I liked wasn't even one of those types of movies that joker with joaquin phoenix i thought that was awesome but um oh, great but i don't 
I don't really see them. And Elvis, Elvis kind of into some and of the, them. And the Heath Ledger one was really good too. The only ones yeah, we really that was interesting. liked. The only ones we really liked were the um, I forget what it is. Where the guy, the little guy, Groot. Groot. Oh, What's yeah. that? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, I That's, love uh, that movie. That yeah. was like a, the raccoon. Well, because it had the classic things. rock in it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it had good music. Yeah, had ELO and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was. Those, there's two of them, right? There's two of those. Yeah, I think two that are pretty damn good. Those, those are, those are fun. And uh, but you know, we'll we'll see. I'm sure it'll it'll make its way here. Bug just he, he plugs into uh, music. And then open strums guitars here or plays drums with it. That's what he does most most of his free time. Nice. Right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Kanye. So I just I, he's just <laughs> did you, well he had had we talked about the video he made where he kills yeah. Pete, Pete Davidson? Oh, we did talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm still like I'm still this You're wheeling still on in the Kanye. Kanye. Dude, he's the only genius of our time, and I think he should probably be in jail. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, no. is, he is the only true genius of our time. He is like he's like John Lennon and Bob Dylan and Public Enemy oh, rolled into one. <laughs> he really is. And yet he just like he is crazy as a loon. Like it's just what well, like. <laughs> and so now his new statement about the video is he doesn't know why everyone's so offended by it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good you, tact. Is that, well, is it? But I think sure, he looks, because so, he looks it, so innocent. His eyes look so innocent. Like I really do. He was on his Twitter thing. Like, I really don't understand why everybody's so upset. It's just art. It's the first amendment. Like, why is everybody so upset? And, um, and it's like, well, you're, you killed your ex-wife's boyfriend in a video. I don't know if that's art <laughs> or freedom of speech. Is that freedom of speech? Or is that a threat? <laughs> when I when I was when I just know I'm very clear on what threats are because I was arrested yes. for solicitation to kill the president, as you recall, 1991 and uh, 92, and. Uh, that, that yeah, that doesn't apply. Freedom of speech and the First Amendment does not apply to threatening people. It does not, Chuck. I'm very. I was in a jail cell because of it, so I'm very familiar with the First Amendment slash threat kind well, of. Well, even that, if, that rare that that border area between if you between. said that <laughs> if you said that to a psychiatrist, they'd have to turn you in. You know, if you had a plan like that, that's Tarasov versus the Board of Regents. I mean, that is a classic example of something you don't want to tell anybody because it, it, it there will be follow up. You know, it's so crazy that that uh, that he really believes it's First Amendment. Right. And you know what? It, you know, it's funny. It they say always that because I went through the whole legal process. It took like four months. Where were you, Mike, when I was in all that trouble? You had quit. No. You were off doing sweet Yeah, I had low. turned my back on you completely because you, <laughs> you said you wanted to kill Bush. So, like uh, every smart so, person so has the, at that moment. The secret... I did not. I was around. After I was out on bail, the Secret Service followed me around all the time, and we were going on tour opening for Soul Asylum. Yeah. And, uh, and the... And the Carl got rest, rest in peace. The sweetest guy, the bass player of Soul Asylum. He was like my 
Coke snorting buddy, right? And so first show is in San Francisco and we're staying at the Phoenix and they were rolling. They had runaway train. They were fucking rolling. So I was waiting for them to get to the hotel because Dave I think Perner Carl was going out with uh Winona Ryder, right? Winona Ryder. And um and so so I'm waiting for Carl to get there because I know Carl's got money. I know where to buy Coke if he doesn't have Coke. I'm just, you know, those mornings check where mm -hmm. he was so excited for the day. <laughs> I was so excited for the day. <laughs> and the day, by the day you meant you were going to get some cocaine. <laughs> well, this is like, we had gotten there that night, like at 12 o'clock at night or something. And so we checked in and I drank a bunch of beer and went to sleep. But I was knowing that. Boop, boop. Carl's coming tomorrow and we're going <laughs> to rock and roll. <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> and, right and I get up in the morning and I'm hungover and I'm like trying to get to the lobby before I think they had free breakfast or just served breakfast. I was trying to get to the lobby to get coffee and, and, um, yeah, and there's wanna, these you want to get a little food in you before you get you the cocaine get in you. Food in you. Yeah. Before, before. You, well, you need food in your stomach to start drinking. That was always yeah. my thing. Right. So, so I'm walking across by the pool area and this is like 10 30 in the morning at a rock and roll hotel. And there's these two really conservative looking people dressed in suits. And it was a uh, African-American woman and she had a skirt, and you know, heels and, you know, like look like an FBI agent and the guy, <laughs> older white guy with gray hair and kind of portly and they're sitting there. And I was thinking, oh, San Francisco's awesome. Look at that loving couple. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I was like man. hungover and oblivious, like, oh my God, these, these, um, these, uh, like, isn't that cool? Like, there's a happy married couple, interracial, wonderful. San Francisco's a wonderful place. I'm feeling the wonderment because of the optimism and hope of Carl. Do you understand? I'm just yes, in I, a good I, mood. I, I do. Yeah. So, and I'm, da, 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 and I go in and I order some food, and there's hardly anybody there. So, I'm having a pancake, I'm having some coffee, some orange juice, trying to get my body healthy, trying to recover from my hangover. And the couple yeah. come inside and they just look at, they're looking around, and I see them spot me. And then they sit at the, in the boothing area of the entryway of the restaurant. Okay, that's interesting. So they weren't There's even, no they one, weren't even there trying no to hide? One, they, were, they didn't try too much. So then they don't go sit down. And there's, you know, it's a restaurant like with six tables occupied and like 10 tables open. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I wonder what they're waiting for. So I eat my food, da, 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 go out to the parking lot, look and see if the Soul Asylum buses have pulled up. They have not yet, Chuck. I get a little disturbed. Little down, little down, little whoa what happened then i'm walking mm -hmm. back to my hotel room and there's that couple sitting at the table by the pool right outside my door again and i huh. kind of now i'm making eye contact with them i'm just proud to be a supporter of interracial <laughs> marriage in san francisco <laughs> i go inside I my room you guys room. are great you guys are the best my room and then i had uh, you know, a couple beers and some uh, pills or uh, Xanax or something or uh, diazepam. I took some, I figured I'll sleep for a couple more hours because I probably only went to sleep like at four in the morning, got up at 10. I could sleep. I'm, I'm kind of tired after this wonderful meal that I've had. I go to sleep. I sleep for like two hours. It's like one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. I go outside. They're still sitting there. And that's mm. when it hit me. Oh my God, they're mm. watching me. And I walked over to them and I said, are you guys watching me? And the woman said, um, yeah. 
That's all she said. Just, yeah. And I was like, is that legal? Like, or yeah. And I said, what you said, Chuck, aren't you supposed to like hide in the bushes or something? And they were, they're there to intimidate. They're there to make you feel watched. They're there. And to let you know that let you, you are, know you, you're on the radar. You're yeah. on the radar. And so then, you know, Pete's like, everybody's like, who are those people that are like watching you? They're like, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm in the Pete's hotel room. I'm like, those people are watching me. They're like secret service people watching me. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Pete's like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then even dicks won't hang out with me. Right. It's just oh like everybody God. has this pariah. Right. But like, because everybody's on drugs and they're scared, like, Oh, they, you know, the secret service is here. They're going to, the cops will be here soon. So then soul asylum was there. And well, word had gotten over to the old soul asylum boys that their secret service watching Bob and he was arrested. And so I go knocking on Carl's door and he like opens it with the chain. Like what's happening. And it's, you know, the Phoenix, Mike, it's got the pool in the middle yep. and all the rooms. They were just sitting at the table out by the pool the whole yeah. time. So everybody's like, Get, don't come to my room. Don't go outside. <laughs> so are you saying the Secret Service owes you some cocaine? <laughs> in a certain I, way. I think you should sue them for the cocaine at least because so they, then, that was your pursuit of happiness that they interfered with. It got really, it got really, the man ended up assigned to me. Like I saw him a lot. The woman came and went, but the guy, then I lived on Orange Drive in Melrose. I was back in LA and he was parked out in front with another person out in front of my house. And I was just walking up to the liquor store that was literally two apartment buildings up to Melrose and across the street. And so I started walking out of my apartment and I saw him start to start his car. And I said, I, I'm just going to the liquor store. I reached inside. <laughs> well, you should ask if he wanted to go with you, man. And, and, uh, you maybe he could give you a ride. Yeah, maybe yeah, two two little things. Yeah. So then then he's, spend, he's his, spending your money, you know. And so they were there when I sang the national anthem. So they the Secret Service was there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. The yep. Secret Service was there. And that's when all hell broke loose. Cause now everybody thinks I'm making fun of the United States and I'm some radical and I'm some, I didn't, I was just drunk and cracked out. That's why I screwed Good. it up. I didn't screw it up on purpose. We weren't smart enough to be pinko commies back then. <laughs> so anyways, I do know I lived this experience, the difference between the first amendment and threatening someone's life. I'm very familiar with this territory. Mm. In the Imagine end, how much look how much money you cost us, Bob. I know it really is, and and in the end, I was in the Westwood Federal Building. They had this like judge asked me a bunch of questions. Well, I had a lawyer with me. Prosecutors were there. The feds were there. They asked me a bunch of questions under oath. I answered them pretty much honestly, and um, <laughs> pretty and much. well, they asked me. <laughs> you know, we we don't. You know, because they pretty much knew that my intent, like I'm just a dumb drunk guy, right? They they pretty <laughs> much they weren't even trying to. Was that your defense? They finally yeah, got the much. message. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk they and got, said some stupid they got, shit. They got three months of of, of notes on where that's I went, what fucking, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's how stupid <laughs> they are, man. Up there in the fucking <laughs> higher echelons of our. You know, that's <laughs> cool. Everybody, the, everybody in those bands were known associates at that point of Bob Forrest. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere. So get this. So then um, we're it's over with and it's just no charges going to be brought. They don't really say it like that. They say, but the one question they asked me under oath was, what if one a person in the audience had done or tried to do what you suggested they do, Mr. Forrest? How would you have felt? And inside, I would be like, I would feel powerful and amazing. I mean, (laughs) I would open a church. (laughs) But I said, oh, my God, you know, this three months has been the biggest learning curve for me. And I know that, you know, there's responsibility to words and deeds and all this stuff that I've been coached to say. And um, but other than that, I pretty much told the truth. Yeah, I didn't mean it. I I don't even, and truthfully, Chuck, I don't remember saying it. I kind of know generally what I said, but <laughs> word for word, word for word, I have no idea. I don't know Good how news long. Is it's, it's in the movie. I don't know how long. <laughs> no, that, oh, no, no, that's not the time that I got arrested for. That was really? a couple of days later. <laughs> oh. That was before the Secret Service was on me. I said it like maybe six concerts or something. But yeah, um, you said it. You said it on tour when I was with you guys, and you said it yeah, in yeah, Washington yeah. D.C. You said it all, especially when we got to Washington D.C. You would <laughs> shut up about it. Oh, Jesus. That was that was the touchy one, the Washington D.C. So, anyways, um, we're going down the elevator, and the guy from San Francisco, the guy that was out in front of my house in the elevator, because he was there waiting to be a witness, but they never called him or whatever. And I said, I'm so sorry. I really was sorry. I still am. Like what Mike said, just to waste all these taxpayer dollars and some dumb asshole, narcissistic, drug addict, alcoholic blowing off his mouth. So I said, I'm so sorry to put into all this trouble. And, and he was like, we just have to follow up on everything, no matter how. And he said something really negative about me, no matter how like stupid the person is that said it or whatever. <laughs> and I, but he said it in like a, a secret service way. And uh, <laughs> and and I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm just so sorry. And I and I said, but but really, this happens a lot. And they go, well, it ha-, he said it happens a lot to people that are registered members of the United States Communist Party. And I said, I'm not, I'm not a communist. And he goes, well, that's what our data shows. So you should check what you're registered as. So I had registered somewhere, somewhere you wrote it that you wrote that in on a, on a ballot. No, I think it was on in the 1980 election. I did vote for Gus Hall and Angela Davis um, for president, which was the United States communist party. I don't think it exists anymore. And I don't think in 91, it still existed. Maybe it did. But I really wasn't a member of it. I had registered at Golden West College in Huntington Beach, of all places, for communists to be, um, because there was really cool girls it's in the that. hub of communism. Was, no, it was really cool girls <laughs> were in. It. Uh, and, like, there yeah. was like, you know, and in your defense, Bob, who the hell would think that anybody was listening to us? We were just a fucking <laughs> rock band, fucking shouting off and being drunk and getting in fights and fucking all kinds of shit. Well, good shit. point. Who at the Thelonious Monster show? Thought it was important to let someone in the government know. Oh, I you know. Said what you I said. know. We had or disclosure. Could- no, no, no. In the legal case, you get disclosure. It's called. So the person who reported it. This is how it, how it somehow was documented. Somebody saw that DC show. Two kids. Uh, 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 one kid, or it seemed like a uh, seemed like siblings. Like a boy and a girl went to the concert. Probably to see her runaway train. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was soul time that we were opening. That, that for. was that was big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, 
so these two kids the next morning were talking about how this guy said somebody should kill President Bush at the concert. And the then those kids' parents worked in the Justice Department. Oh, so and so they they reported it. Yeah. So I mean, I you know, they did here's the thing. If you see something, say something. Those kids did the right thing, you know. But the fact that the Secret Service then just goes to a computer and says, Oh, this guy's a communist, we gotta send some people out and watch him for three months or two months. The, the pretty fact crazy. that they're watching communists or that that makes you a bad person and on a watch list is scary too. Well, it's 1991, but you got to also understand, um, I'm most upset that, that, that I never got to capitalize on the runaway train, cocaine train. That's, That's really, right. this is what this disrupted in my life. Cause th that was imagine like you got the number one song in America. Imagine how much cocaine you're buying at that point. Or getting for free. Oh, getting yeah. for free. Even that. Yeah. When Sammy Hager weekend was rolling me and mike got a lot of cocaine for free remember the what was the guy in chicago mike that guy's name he was giving us cocaine for free all night long and then mike got upset at something he said and smashed the windows all ball. down the street yeah 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 oh no <laughs> yeah what did he say to you I mike the window out of a bar i've done what it was what did he say to you that was so <laughs> offensive mike that you would turn your back on free cocaine you know what, what he was doing he you know you know what he was doing he what he stopped giving us the cocaine at some point and it was started to make us like wait and sort of like until his beckoning call type of deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all, he I had, mean, yeah. He, he, free, had Mike, he had all the cocaine and he was like holding out. And he was when like, it's you know, free and he's giving it away. You have to wait sometimes. Yeah, no, I, no, I didn't dude. like kissing his ass for it. So I just went, fuck you. And I threw right. a fucking chair through his window and I walked out. Right. I'm not talking to you because I like you, buddy. I'm talking right. to you because shit's flowing. Yeah, because shit stops flowing, things start throwing. Exactly. Exactly, he, Chuck. He ended exactly. up getting sober. It's well, funny. I've talked to him since then. Oh, in the bicycle thief days. So, anyways, uh, so I'm just I just keep watching the Kanye crazy train every day, and I'm I'm loving it, and I can't wait to Coachella. I'm counting days. I just hope he doesn't get in any real trouble between now and Coachella. That's right, because Coachella. I I I've never been to a Coachella. I want to do it. I think it'd be fun. I went to Justin Bieber last night, and it was fun. And I I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan. No, but fun. live shows are so cool. But the Coachella thing just has so much more to it because of the mass of humanity. I I think that even for someone like me with social anxiety, because it's outdoors, I think I would dig it. Yeah, and I think it I think Chuck, Bug, we Bug have not too. we have not talked about the Eddie Better show. No, that was cool. That was cool too, man. At the YouTube that was, theater, yeah, that, that was, was a good night, a, an amazing, amazing show, man. Yeah, wow. I didn't I didn't make it inside. It's a long story. It's a long story. Oh. Tell you, Josh got to Josh got to show off what what he can do. Chad got to show off what he could do. They brought out uh, Stuart Copeland. Stuart yeah. Copeland. And they brought the out Benmont Tench. Benmont played a dude. Didn't they kill uh, the waiting? That yeah, Tom Petty was, song they did was just so good. And it, it was really Eddie good. Does, really Eddie good did time. a really good job. And kind of Eddie mimicking. was sick. Eddie was sick on that on that show. Yeah, COVID. They had COVID. No, they were just. I mean, I don't know, but I, they were just sick and run down. Well, and there was, was a big. Was well, it was there. delayed because 
those shows were supposed to happen a couple of weeks before and everybody got COVID, including Josh got right. COVID. But I know. Sid Elvis, hold on, you got to hear this. Sid Elvis and I go to the San Diego thing, right? And, and, you know, I tried, we went to Legoland all day and then we got a hotel and then the baby and Chrissy stayed at the hotel. Then me, Sid and Elvis went to the gig and we go through the COVID lines and all this stuff and whatever. And we get in the lobby and Sid says, I need to pee. I need to go to the bathroom. And she's stomping her feet like right now. Like now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> That's what five-year-olds do. Yeah. And so I said, okay. And uh, there was a woman guarding what's called the VIP elevator. It said it had a sign on it, VIP elevator. I, now, I never consider myself very important, Chuck, but I am important. I'm You're not very sure. important. Yeah. So, But I knew from our envelope that only had tickets in it, we were not very important. But, but <laughs> you know, I'm hoping this lady's seen Dr. Drew. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that if you get on the VIP elevator, it takes you to a place where there's bathrooms and not a million people. Because when I when she said it, I was looking right behind her and I saw the men's room bathroom and there was a line coming out of it. So that's yeah. not a good sign. I can't take a little girl into the men's bathroom with people's dicks and peeing and drunkenness and whatever. And so I go to the lady and I say, my daughter has to go to the bathroom. Is there a... a handicap bathroom or is and i point at the elevator and then i point up is there a single bathroom up there and she goes do you have a wristband and i said i do not but i have a five-year-old little girl who needs to go to the bathroom and she says i'll take her this little lady from alcohol <laughs> and she grabs hold of my leg like i'm not going with some strange old lady right and i said no 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 that thank you that's so kind where where can she go to the bathroom and she said, there's only the women's room or the men's room. And she points at them. And I said, there has to be another option in this building because I can't go in the ladies' room, obviously. And I'm not taking my daughter in there. And I look and there's like 12 guys standing outside to go into the men's bathroom, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> and it's a, it's a little like celebrity theater where they do musical theater, right? So it's like, you know, it's like not it's not the youtube arena right where you guys went it's this weird thing in alcohol so um i said could you get a manager and she starts talking or walkie talking about it i don't think she knows how to work it she's saying i need somebody i need somebody but I, she's not pushing the button and then i wanted to on the side of her headset like that you need to push that button if you want to talk right because oh, i worked because i worked <laughs> Way but she was nice to her defense. Like she worked there when they did music man with some, you know, somebody from <laughs> San Diego. Right. This, this okay. is like, it's like, I guess the only venue they could find because of the COVID delay. Maybe, I don't know. But, uh, so then Sid's like bouncing up and down. I need to go. I need to go. She's stomping her feet. And I'm like, Holy shit. Do I take her back outside and take her out in the bushes or what do I do here? And, and then I get angry. I said, ma'am, you have to help me right now. You have to let us go upstairs with the bathroom. And she says, there's no bathroom upstairs. And I said, where, uh, the very, where the very important people are, you're telling me there's no bathroom. I said, where do you go to the bathroom? Please, can you call a manager? Just then a girl comes out of the ticket booth. And I said, I have a little girl that has to go to the bathroom. I, you know, the, the, where is the handicap bathroom? Where is a bathroom that we can just run in and go to the bathroom? She walks right past me. 
this is the new generation, Chuck. Mm. She just walks right past. She, she had no interest in any. She's the ticket person, and she's going to do ticket things. And this, and this, the lady did have compassion, but she really was like a lost. She was, she know. was overwhelmed. Huh? She was overwhelmed. Yeah. So then I'm just like, I text some friends. I didn't want to bug Josh. I'm texting everybody. Like I need a bathroom. I need to go to the bathroom. And, and then I'm just pissed. Then the manager comes and I say, I need a bathroom. And she just walks away and doesn't address it. Like she's overwhelmed. Like, and I'm just like, oh my God, nobody is competent in this world anymore at all. Competence was created by what, Chuck? Competence. Right. They are now disengaged from each other. Because right, they got very mics. Few, very few are competent, can assess in a situation and solve a problem. But everyone is confident that they are mm -hmm. abiding by the rules, that they are doing their job, that they are smart and wonderful and caring and they're politically right and everything. They are competent without any competence. So I just walked out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it was I, a fun drive, huh? <laughs> uh, well, and Sid had had an accident too. It was just heartbreaking. Just wow. fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> and I wanted to, I really wanted, I don't know what, I was so angry that my daughter was forced to be humiliated like that by a bunch of incompetent idiots. Right? Right. It, it was just, it was just so was awful. Just so, yeah. Someone, someone who was good at their job. Like I know I can make a lot of decisions as long as I can justify them. If I can rationalize it when Warren goes, what the fuck? And I can go, well, I made, I made this decision because this, this, and this. There was a man with a five-year-old girl who needed to go to the bathroom. So I made this decision to take them up myself. I got someone to cover my post. And, you know, as long as, you, as, long as I can justify what I'm doing, we have to be able to make decisions they, they and think on our feet. But no one does, Chuck. When you see the people on the news in Ukraine... And they're picking up arms and training for three days. What would happen in America? You'd get, you'd get the rednecks. You'd get some people that want a war. <laughs> but the vast majority, the vast majority of people would, would oh, I, that's not my thing, man. Not my get down. <laughs> but the, these people, they have national pride and they are staying. Man, when I see, when I see eight, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids dressed in you know, standard clothes, like they're going to school with backpacks on and they're carrying a, a machine gun. It's like, oh my God, that's for real. That's for and, real. And I, I, when I was talking to Sid today, I was like, Ukraine's the same as, uh, Kiev is the same as Claremont. Same. It's the same. This idea that Americans have like, the, that these other countries are so much lesser than, they're actually, many of them are superior to America, aesthetically, um, economically, certainly educationally, and 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 healthcare. There's better healthcare and education in probably half the countries that Americans feel they're superior to. The architecture, Mike, you've traveled the whole world. The architecture in Argentina and Brazil, in Mexico City, in 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 Rome, in London is far superior to anything in America. But why do Americans think they're so superior? 
confidence without competence. You've said it. <laughs> you see, we already know the answer. You don't have to be good at something to to think that you are. You know, you, it, it comes down to everything. I had a I had a client the other day who says, "Man, he's he's writing songs," and I go, "Man, how do you come up with these so quick?" Well, he's going on YouTube and pulling up free music that you can just download and use and then multi-tracking on his phone talking over it and boom song i'm just like <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I can't even imagine that being the way i mean i where's the fun in that too that's like having a self-built model where you only put one piece on the back or something it's fun to build something from the ground up to create to do to explore to learn to all that stuff is I hate to say it, but it is kind of because of the uh, modern technology and the way we can get answers. The fact that you don't have to wonder about anything or talk to people to find stuff out, you can just Google it. It's changing the way people think and the way they do things. It's so, so weird. Like my dad died when I was 15. And so that critical time when you need a male role model or whatever, this, this kind of drunk guy that lived next door named Mickey, he kind of he kind of became my idol kind of when I was like 16 and, oh. and I blew up the engine on my Volkswagen Baja bug. And, you know, my mom was pissed cause she didn't want me to get it. And I had to, you know, manipulate to get it. And, you know, I don't have a dad, you know, I want a Baja bug. And so, <laughs> yeah. so I blew up the engine because I don't know how Mike, you're the Volkswagen expert, but I, apparently if you don't, Pay attention to something, Volkswagen engines blow up. Apparently, if you so, don't put oil in it, it'll blow up. Yeah, oil cooled, so that's really the only thing you can do is not put oil in it. <laughs> okay, that might have been it. Yeah. Maybe, I, yeah, I think it was that the oil gauge was broken, so I had no idea. Yeah. So, so Mickey says, Bobby, I'll help you buy a rebuilt Volkswagen engine and we'll put it in together. Yeah, but you're going to do all the work, right? Yeah. And... Well, it was more than four bolts. You got it. Well, what we did was he had to take the engine out, Mike, you know, it, take the starter off, take all this real good stuff off and then leave it in the garage. It was a carport off Warner and Beach Boulevard and then go and exchange out the bad core engine yeah. or whatever and then bring it back and then put it all together. It took like, you know, 10 days overall at night after school with the lights out in the carport and stuff. It was so cool. And it was, mm. it took so long and it was excruciating, but it was fun. And it was learning how an engine works. I was 16 or 17. There's no kids doing that nowadays. None. Maybe in rural West Virginia. Oh, there's a lot of kids that work on older cars. I mean, you know, there's, but it's not as not a common thing like when we right. were a kid. Yeah, no, that's, that's one thing Sasha's got that I don't, my, my middle kid, he loves he loves working on cars. He's always got something going on, but it is a dying art. It used to be you'd go up and down the street and you'd see people in their garages wrenching on things. It's yeah. just not something I ever yeah, got I remember, into. I don't remember a lot of it because Mickey was also letting me drink beer with him. So yeah. uh, which was another bonding experience. But because we were two guys, but it is, working it's on important a car. to keep that alive in, in people and in, keep in it alive. People. And I remember going and we had to rent the engine lifter thing. It's like a metal thing. And it's got the, chains. The cherry picker. Yeah, whatever. But Volkswagens are different. You got to slide it in from the back or something. You can just and do our, it with a floor jack, really. But we rented this thing that had two chains, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And you have to get it in there. And it was just like so cool and so fun. And, and I, I try to make 
things like that with my kids, but it's hard. Like everything is so instant and everything is so, you know, ridiculous at a certain point. Well, and, you know, dear, like on my wife's car though, you open it up and it's, it, things are covered. Like you're not supposed to mess with it. Yeah. No. And oh, there's yeah. computers yeah. and there's wires. And there's the idea that if I touch the wrong thing, this is going to cost me thousands upon thousands of dollars. Well, yeah. So you I'm can't just... jumpstart on my Volvo. You can't jumpstart a car because the battery isn't like a battery. It's like something weird and different. It's like not, <laughs> yeah. no, no, the battery, oh, my, my phone's going dead 10%. Um, the battery in my Volvo has only one post on it. I don't even know what the fuck is going on with that. <laughs> right. That's the positive post. You put the other one to jump it. You put the other post on the frame. Where's the negative post on the back? The negative post is just anywhere on it's the frame. It's just a ground. It's a ground. Yeah, so the frame is no, the ground. If you put it, if you put seems it like it could blow up. Seems like no. I could blow up. <laughs> well, there's probably might. no, there's probably no bare metal under there either. It's probably powder coated or painted or something where you can't get a, a good lot connection. Of, a lot of times the negative pole is, is hidden and just no, on the, to new, the positive. I'm, I'm talking about you open up the Volvo engine. It looks like a computer. It doesn't yeah. look like an engine. Yeah. And, and then when you take the cover off the battery, there's only one post and two wires are coming to it. Swear to God, it's the weirdest looking thing. And I was like, holy shit. And I had to tell the way I discovered, it, I had to tell somebody at, at a, at a supermarket parking lot. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do it. Do you know how to do it? And he was like, no, what do you mean? And I go, there's only one post. You call and AAA. He, <laughs> well, yeah, you have to, you have to pay $54, but, um, but I'm telling you, I, I just, I'm in this thing where everywhere you go, it's comp, it's confidence with no competence. It really is McDonald's. Uh, you know, I, here's the thing about, you know, Elvis hates cheese. So to order a hamburger with no cheese, it's like, it's a 50, 50 shot, yeah. it's a 50, 50 shot. Every time. Yep. You if don't you want it. You're getting it. You want it. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's that way with tomatoes for me. I go, I don't want me. I don't want any tomatoes. Just, everything's cool. No tomatoes. I get tomatoes. Yeah. But yeah. then, and then you see competence. Like I went to see Kevin Hart on Sunday night at the 29 Springs casino in Indio. And I was standing out in front and talking to a friend of mine and we were waiting for the two other people that were coming. And this valet kid came over and said, are you guys waiting for your car? And I was like, no, but you know what? You're going to go a long ways in life. Dude. <laughs> You're going to go far. Kid. I, we said it. And so did, so did my friends. He said, what? And I said, that you saw two guys standing here and we're not over by your wooden thing where you where you're supposed to go to get but you thought why are those two guys there as he's running back and forth getting cars mm -hmm. and he had the wherewithal to spot it see it see us standing there as he went and parked two cars and he came right over to us with a lot of energy a lot of fucking customer service cool cool like kid and all right um, so question did you slap him five dollars in his hand i didn't think of it i didn't uh, think of it should have okay so let's just go through the last two years so what happened all the unemployed drug addicts were told they can't go score drugs and go shoplift and go do whatever they do and they were given money and they were told the end of the world is coming 
Yeah, but what it was was there probably <laughs> if you're if you're strung out on dope like I was, you probably try to hold the job, do a shitty ass job at it. You're almost getting fired every day, and then this hits, and you're like, "Fuck, golden man, I'm on unemployment. Nobody's checking on me, and they're sending me money in the mail." Yeah, you know and that's, that's and that all led except to death. they don't that, try that to work. Led to death. I'm telling you, it led to death. Yeah, I think it, so they, 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 a lot of them don't want to work. They they didn't have that. They didn't come up like. Like we did, where well, if you I got, want something, go get a job. Well, well no, I it's hard. Like I'm working a lot lately. Like in the last month or so, it's hard, man. It's hard to get in that car. <laughs> oh, in the Bob, morning. we know you're working a lot. And we know it's hard, and we hear the complaint. <laughs> no, no, it's, but I mean, just emotionally, Sorry, like you guys. So I no, it's not. I it's not hard once I get there. The whole idea that for two years you could really get out of going there. You know what I mean? You could like yeah, wobbly yeah. wobble around. And then like I have this thing where I got to be at work at like at least by 1030. Right. And I drop sit off at eight. Like the old me. And I did it a couple of times. The old me is like, I'm going to drop sit off. I'm going to drive into L.A. I'm going to suffer the traffic. I'm going to get there an hour early. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to do my thing. Blah, 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 blah. And that has been really hard. I'm like, I go drop her off. I come back to the house. I keep watching the clock. Like, what time do I have to leave before I get there? What's the latest that, I can leave? That, you know, what's the latest I can leave? And that is not me. That happened over this two-year period of time of, of like having an excuse for not having to be places. Which brings us full circle with the running of the red light. But I am hopeful that, that there's going to be less death. I'm already noticing less death. With, with hope comes less death. That's just the truth of it. And we've been living in some weird dystopian fucking hopelessness as a society. And it had a definite deadly impact on the addict population. I know it did. Yeah, and I'm hoping that it's over. Exactly right. And I'm and New York City's removing the mask mandates for children in New York City schools. I mean, going into all kinds of places without masks now. Yeah, I was I was in Staples Center last night with no masks. Um, It was it was pretty crazy. It is still weird when people scream and you can feel spit going on the back of your neck or something. It's just like fuck. Fuck! Now I've got that it. That shouldn't. That shouldn't. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> People, they, aren't you? Aren't you? I'm aware of it. I can feel it on my hair. Like what the fuck? I can oh, feel it on God. my hat. Oh, well, my when God. you're in a crowd of Justin Bieber, trust me, Justin Bieber, that. You never heard anything like it when that guy comes out. You need one of those, Bob. You need one of those flaming lips balls that you get inside. <laughs> a little hamster. Yeah, the hamster ball. He Dude, they're, on everybody they're spitting on you guys, too, and you're just oblivious to it. I'm just hyper-focused on spittle. I, I think spittle we like is it. everywhere. I think we just like spittle it. spittle flying out of people's mouths. Well, it was from those horrible Fauci videos where they showed how much when somebody sneezes, how yeah. much fucking particles come out. Well, here's the good well, thing about much, the mask. Here's what's here's what's not measured. How much comes out when a 17 year old girl screams when Justin Bieber comes out? Like twice yeah. as much as a COVID cough, for yeah, sure. Probably. Well, you know, here's the good thing about culturally, it wasn't acceptable to wear a mask before the pandemic, and now you can choose to wear a mask, and it's fine. Nobody really poo-poos you or anything. They just go, oh, it's a person who wants to wear a mask. It's fine. Here's how it's dumb like, I am. Like, I, I like to admit how dumb I am. So when I'm calling out people for being dumb, it's not like I don't call myself out for it. 
So when all, you know, there's a lot of, I lived in Koreatown uh, for like five years and, and around in Koreatown, Wilshire, Sixth Street, Third Street, all that area, Alexandria, Vermont, where I live, there's a lot of people wear masks there. This was in 2005. There was a lot of people wear masks, especially female, like kind of little ladies, they wear masks down there a lot, right? Yeah. And I always thought that it was because of the smog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I bet it doesn't so hurt. So <laughs> stupid. I'm so stupid. It's part of their culture, and now it's part of our culture, which is, well, is it, fine. It's, as soon as but all it never the dawned are gone, on me. Listen, I'm it didn't one. dawn on me till about five months ago that those ladies were wearing it because of the they didn't want to get the flu or a cold. Right. It only dawned on me like five months ago. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Like I really because I remember <laughs> I remember yes. thinking like, <laughs> like it's yep. not. I remember thinking. It's not that smoggy. Why do they wear the mask? <laughs> you should have asked. I can't believe you didn't ask. Like, it's smoggy in China. It's fine. Maybe it's smoggy in Seoul. I don't know, but it's not that smoggy here. We have unleaded gas. Why are you ladies wearing those masks? Oh, it never God. dawned on me. All right. Let's say All right. Good night, everybody. Don't die. Don't die. Guys. Don't, don't die, die of not smog. Die. Don't die of spittle. <laughs> don't die by, you know, telling everybody to go assassinate the president. Don't do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just don't take Whoa. drugs. Just hang out and be cool and fucking. Uh, All right, see you later. Bye, bye, bye guys. Bye.